0: This is a crowd podcast.
1: Yeah. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Clara Hermit. Hi, Reid. How are you doing? Hey, Florence
0: tired, man. I think, <laughs> well, yeah, you're tired.
1: <laughs> I have a reason though to be tired today. Yes. Cause guess what happened this morning? Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> Oh, was it the dick
1: appointment? <laughs> I had a breakfast dick appointment.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, you've got so... to tell me how it goes. Fucking <laughs> random. So what, what, like, were you up at
1: the crack of spowers? Well, he came, he, he was like, due to come over at 9.30 a.m.
0: 9.30 a.m. is too
1: early. This is what happens when you have a really busy fuck buddy. You have to like schedule, like it's actual dick appointments, like real life dick appointments. And they like, he comes over for a bit and then (laughs) he just goes. And it's quite um, perfect, to be honest, because you can just fit in a little lay in the morning before you get on with your day.
0: Was what was it like? Like waking up for your alarm and being Mm. ready and having the dick appointment? Like while you were fucking, you like this is exactly what I needed to wake up, or was it a bit of like a reschedule? Like schedule fuck up, you know? Like, like would you do this again if you had the choice between morning or evening? I mean, I know you're evening. Definitely
1: yes. (laughs) If I had a choice, I would not choose a morning dick appointment. Yeah, that's Um, right. But if I needed to get a dick in and that's the only time that I could do, then yeah, I would put it in the morning. But I as I opened the door to him, I was just like, I'm not a morning person. Like this is <laughs> Cause I, I take time in the morning yeah. to get ready. Like yeah. I really need, like, I'm doing like my meditation and my yoga and like drinking my like hot water and just like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're taking it slow. So and a slow. process. Uh, yeah. And I had to be
0: with the world. <laughs> to, I had to
1: speed up my process this morning just so that I was ready in time
0: for dinner. No, I don't know how, oh, I don't know about that.
1: I shaved my legs and everything.
0: This motherfucking morning. Yeah. Florence, I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm that impressed. I I shaved my legs this morning too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To wake up super early for a dick appointment. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) It's different if you're like... you you wake up next to somebody, morning sex is, yes. it's still like not I, my favorite. Oh my God.
1: I love morning sex though. Like if, if someone slept over and I'm woken up with sex and that's like the actual best, it's very different when they don't wake up next to you and they literally just come over.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're not in that sort of comfortable arena yet of like literally just being yourself woken up you know like mm. still with like messy hair and sleep in your eye you're still at that stage where you want to make an effort
1: yeah a little bit like, I mean I don't yeah, didn't put too much and, of an effort in. I didn't put like I mean I put my a, tinted moisturizer takes. on that was yeah. as far as I went and I like, brushed my hair and I had a shower obviously I had a shower but I, I, op- I opened the door in a t-shirt and my knickers like come on not getting oh yeah dress.
0: nice nice it's like it's like the fake not being ready but ready thing where you're just like I yeah. just roll out of bed but I like definitely didn't
1: definitely <laughs> do. I literally was just shaving my legs in the shower.
0: it's like when you do um when you when you go on one of those dates where it's you just come come to the house mm. and chill and you turn up in like like I don't know your tracksuit or like your yeah. chill clothes but you have actually just you know done yeah. a bit of makeup and done your hair it's like yeah, that the no makeup bug. makeup look yeah the no makeup makeup look yeah yeah <laughs> why the fuck do we do this to ourselves man like yeah I know the answer don't tell me patriarchy but like fuck and we are also half to blame we could stop Mm. this
1: yeah I mean it was worth it I really needed to get laid like I realized that oh my god when he put his dick inside me I was like whoa I feel like a virgin again I haven't had sex in so long (laughs) (laughs) like it felt like I could feel everything suddenly and I was like Whoa! Yeah, it's been a long time. I think yeah. it's been like three yeah. weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just the a cobwebs really away time. that is, that is quite a long time. It's almost a month.
1: Yeah, almost. ridiculous. Like not acceptable at all. I'll be seeing him next yeah. week
0: for Florence. But for other people, I think it's like mini disclaimer. Uh, making sure that like you don't have to have sex.
1: No, you don't. You have I have sex a very as much as you want. I have a very high libido, and when I don't have sex, I get very cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Reed can attest.
0: Yeah. Is there like a you know like where you get like hangry? Is there like a sex? Yeah, like
1: I think it probably is that.
0: Pleasurably pissed off. No, anti pleasure piss I don't know. I, I don't mean, know what hungry.
1: it is. Hungry.
0: Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet you there were curious fuckers like screaming, hungry! screaming down at us. It's hungry. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> fucking hungry. My person is to eat. <laughs> mm. Well, I guess
1: like in terms of being single and needing dick appointments, regular sex, kind of ties into our guest that's coming on to today's episode.
0: Yes, I'm very excited uh, for Clara to come on. Um, yeah, she's got some, she's got some, I think she's going to give us some good nuggets of advice. Yes. She's got like a crazy background story and she's just yeah pretty badass Mm. so very excited to have her on.
1: She's the Um, single lady
0: I feel. Yeah she's the one she's the one killing it. So
1: let's get her on and get all that juicy advice.
0: Yeah baby. Holy shit.
1: Hello, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good, actually. Oh,
0: it's so nice to see you. Well, virtually see you. <laughs> yeah, the, via the
2: uh, the medium of the internet. It's lovely.
1: I mean, the last time you guys were together, you were in bed together.
0: We were in bed what? together. Whoa! <laughs> I know people are like, "Tell more." Did you suck pussy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch the video to find out. I mean, it's the only way, really, yes. isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh wait, yeah. what the
1: porn? No, is it? Where wow, is it? Pornhub. Uh,
2: yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. <laughs> but for anyone listening, I do have a show called In Bed with Clara, and Reed has joined yes. me in the bed. Florence is yet to make it, but I'm sure she will be making an appearance in the bed sooner rather Ooh. than later. So you know, yes. stay,
0: stay tuned for that one. Well, before we crack on, for our curious fuckers to know exactly who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, my name's Clara. I'm a BBC radio presenter and content creator. And yeah, I've just had a bit of a, a mad life journey with I lost both my mum my and sister to breast cancer. And it's a big part of my story. And it's a big part of why I make the content that I make. Um, I had a preventive double mastectomy. So I had my own boobs removed and reconstructed seven years ago because mm. I carry the BRCA1 gene mutation. So it gives me like an 85% life chance of getting breast cancer. And I was like, nope. I've had enough Mm, Um, exactly so i think that the the content that i create i used to do a lot of kind of entertainment stuff whereas now i really want to do stuff that empowers people i know reed you've been in on in bed with clara and and like you just said it's a lot about destigmatizing sex and just because i guess i grew up really confused about why there was these one set of rules for men and another set of rules for women and why there is so much shame attached to something that the majority of all adults will do in their lifetime. And yeah, so that's that's mm. where we're at now.
0: Yeah, I mean, incredible life story. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know you're quite open about it on social media, which is why we love you so much. It's, it is about putting your face to a story and just being so like unfiltered about it. And I think that's what you have. I think you are an inspiration to a lot of people. Um, yeah. who have gone through similar things or, or going through si- similar situations or even just like trying to love life and love mm. being single and fucking being yeah, like a hot about that damn bit. almost 40 year old like <laughs> damn girl you look so good <laughs> Thank
2: you. Yeah, I think that's that's the other thing that I talk about a lot is the fact that I'm 39 and single and and child free, and I think that it's really important. Child that free. We... I
0: love that expression. Yeah. Child free motherfuckers. Well,
2: I used to say childless, right? But someone said to me because I used to say childless. Someone was like, "No, you're not childless. You're child free." And you know, I do mm. I do see my my friends with kids, and you know, they absolutely love their lives and they're really happy, mm. but their lives have completely changed and the freedom that I have in -hmm. comparison to them, um, you know, it's just a very different lifestyle. And I'm not saying that that I don't want children. I would love to have children if that's still biologically possible and if it happens. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to let that determine my happiness. So this freedom that I have Mm -hmm. got I, I go and use it and I travel, and I'm someone who's not afraid to travel on my own. And I just go and do fun things because life is for the living. And yeah, that's my kind of perspective on it. And I want to, mm-hmm. again, it's like that shame thing. It's like, oh my God, by this age, you should have ticked this box. And by that age, you should have done that, right? And then if yeah. you haven't, people kind of frown upon you. And the amount of shit yeah. that I get from men on the internet um, about being a. Um, yeah as happy and single is unreal. They're really angry with me about it really? actually, some what, of
0: them, yeah. What do they say? I can't believe they'd waste the time. Why are they doing this? Like, also what? like
1: nobody ever says that shit about men. If you're single in your like late thirties, when you're a man, Everyone would just be like, "Oh yeah, he's yeah, in that bachelor yeah. lifestyle." The like, only person yeah. that has an issue with it is yeah.
0: is their mom. That's like, "When are
1: you going to marry?
2: <laughs> when uh, are you going to give me grandkids? Yeah, give me um, grandkids." <laughs> but but yeah, I think so. The the comment I posted a thing today about someone who had told me that I was a, a leftover woman and that my um, oh, my my, my sexual market value has decreased and no one is going to want me anymore. I've been told that I haven't fulfilled my only purpose that I'm on the planet, which is to have children. Jeez, I've been told what? to wait, and wait until I'm an old lady in a house full of cats and I die on my own. Like the amount of stuff. And I like, luckily I'm at a place where I find it really funny. (laughs) But I'm just, and and what I actually see, but what I see is someone else's unhappiness being like projected onto me. Because there's there's obviously something about seeing me confident and happy that makes you feel Mm -hmm. really unhappy. Yeah, Yeah. Sorry about that, but I'm not going to change.
1: What is it about single women that people hate on so much? I feel like...
0: Happy, happy single Mm. women people
1: fucking
0: hate them (laughs) are you in a place
1: with your with your singleness that you are you like looking for a relationship or you just like fuck that I just I want to be by myself is it is it like a choice it's not I I wouldn't say
2: that it's a choice in terms of I want to be single I would love to have a relationship and Mm. I think but I don't need one I would love to have one. And I think yeah. you get to a place That's where it's like,
1: difference.
2: right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I feel like because of my life experience and not necessarily just because of my life experience, but I've done so much work on myself. I've done therapy. I've done coaching. I've been mm. to seminars. I've done meditation retreats, all of these different things, the amount of books that I've read, the the different things that I've done and even qualified as a coach myself, because mm. I'm like, I, I want to understand myself. And so now I think when I meet guys, I'm not, it's not going to work unless you've done that or some of that work on yourself as well. And I think that's yeah. difficult to find. And also I'm not on any Sorry. dating apps or anything anymore because I had enough of them. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm done.
1: But this is the thing is that, is there even, obviously there's a possibility of meeting people mm-hmm. outside dating mm-hmm. apps, but it's just like everyone because that's the way that everyone dates, it's almost like the people that you meet in person aren't available for people in person because they're talking to so many people on dating apps.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I I also think that, you know, a lot of us kind of complain about um, the dating apps and and the fact that they don't work. They do work for some people. And some people have, you know, I'm sure we all know friends that are in successful relationships because of them. They just haven't worked for me. Yes. There you go. Look at right, one right here. But <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is with, with, with dating apps, what I find about myself, and this is where I think it becomes an individual choice is that I was wasting too much, like it was too much of an investment of time of my personal time. Mm. And mm. once you've spent like years on and off dating apps, and it's kind of like you meet someone, you start talking, you might get a little bit invested And there was just a couple of things that happened this year with, with, uh, there was two separate people that I dated this year where I was just like, do you know what? I'm done now. I'm just gonna trust the universe. And if I'm meant to meet someone, I'm gonna meet someone. And that's how it's gonna be. I'm quite chatty, so I think, and I used to be really unconfident, so I've kind of started to overcome that. Mm. So when I'm out, you know, I will talk to people now, and that's been quite nice. Like, I I got some numbers at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, I gave oh. my number out at the weekend. None of them have called me, but it's fine.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much guts to actually put your number out there, though, especially, mm. like... We always expect guys to be the person that asks for it or whatever. It takes a lot of guts as a woman to go up and be like, hey, look, I'm interested in you. Here's my number. So that's really fucking amazing. Mm
2: -hmm. And also, I think there's this... I don't know if you girls find this or if you've seen this reflected back to you, but I think there is this kind of general consensus that, you know, as a woman, if you happen to be, you know, what would be deemed by society as attractive in any kind of way, you know, remotely attractive you don't get rejected and you don't have to try. And I just, oh. you know, I want to scrap that right away because <laughs> yeah, rejection that. happens to all of us, all, all the of time.
0: Us. All the time, mm-hmm. like exactly. heartbreak and like, yeah. like not being, mad. I was talking about this today, just like that moment you go from the dating app to WhatsApp and then they don't respond. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? What, what did I do? We've just literally right. just d- done that one little step and now you're not messaging me. Yeah. And, and, you, and the weirdest thing is that we end up destroying ourselves for it. Like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Should I have had hotter pictures? Should I be more funny? Should I have started with this? And we need to flip, Mm. reverse that thought process and be like, it was clearly their issue. Mm. They were the one that couldn't communicate properly. They were the ones that wasn't right. They, They maybe put the situation in a certain way and made you hopeful. You know, there are so they are the ones in the wrong for never yeah. messaging you back, not but yourself.
2: I just think rejection is for my protection or rejection is for my redirection. It really mm. doesn't bother me. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah. I'm going to give my number to somebody and they don't call me, it's because they're not meant to call me and it would have mm-hmm. been a disaster. Like that's how I choose to think about it now. And and it's not like I don't try. And in that situation that you're talking about, Reed, I've been in that situation so many times with Mm -hmm. guys on what's happened. It's me that's making the effort and it's me that's trying. But what I'll say about like doing work on yourself and really learning to like love and appreciate yourself is I don't need anything from you. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you never call me, if you don't fancy me, if you don't want me, it means nothing about me, my worth and my value. It means nothing. And that... That's why we could all get really good at rejection and failure. We would mm. be so much bolder, and we'd go out and we'd do so much. But I feel like there's this like fear, especially with apps. We don't have to face real life rejection, mm. and, and I think it's this fear of real life rejection. But I, I don't fear it anymore, and so mm. that
1: that puts me in a, you know, way in a like a whole new energy <laughs> yeah. because it doesn't matter. How did you get to that point, though? Because I think there'll be so many people out there listening that's just like, yeah, but then how do you have that confidence to be like, yeah, I am good enough and not get wrapped up in the kind of rabbit hole of negativity that comes with rejection? Because rejection is part of the process of dating. It's Mm -hmm. just a natural thing that's going to happen. How do you get the confidence to be okay with it? for me, like
2: I said, for me, I've done a lot of work on myself and and I had to understand that it's actually like, I think it's just my ego. And sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I feel my ego getting touched and we all have ego and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's when we identify with it so much that we like react from that space all the time. And sometimes I'll feel like that kind of sense of rejection coming over me. And then I'm like, no, I don't have to do this. It's really been about for me, changing the way I think and feel about myself. Because Mm. if I believe that I'm not good enough on some level and someone does something, I'm going to attach those two things together. I'm going to make it that you rejected me because I'm not good enough. But if I don't believe that about myself, if I know I'm good enough, then it's nothing to do with me. So I really think changing that internal dialogue and changing those limiting beliefs is the mm-hmm. thing that has like completely changed my life. And it doesn't mean that I don't get sad or I don't ever feel lonely or I don't ever feel alone, but I'm really aware that that's not me and it's temporary. And sometimes I'm so aware that I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. I don't have to do this and I don't want to do yeah. it. So it's, I'm going to think something different or choose something different. And that's a beautiful place to, to be in. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's, it, 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 it kind of goes along the same breath as, if you have a partner, you're with a partner and you're worried they're gonna find somebody else. Mm. It's that it's that same feeling of, like, I do feel like I'm in a better place now. And Sam and I have talked about this before, where if he started seeing somebody and fell in love with them, then as much as that might maybe hurt me or I would feel jealous, it's still this idea of but you know, that's nothing to do with me really. It's like his journey with this other person. And it's almost like, I'm happy for you to explore that. I want you to explore that because life is so short. But I think a lot of people, are so worried about their partners finding something better. Mm. Um, and that's just like a, a reflection of our own insecurities rather than being like, well, no, like, please go off and have a, have a go. If, if what we had didn't work out and you want to be with somebody else, then it's almost like a bit of a blessing in disguise. It, we mm-hmm. were never meant to be. It was never going to work out. It was going to end at some point anyway. Um, it's almost like believing in that strength, but it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's I, I definitely see similarities with that. And also like, yeah, being single and dating—it's—it's it's so chaotic at the moment with dating, with online mm-hmm. dating, and uh, people's attention spans have, have completely changed because of social media, and that reflects on dating as well. People just go, you know, it's like a big buffet, and people just want to taste and put it straight back. <laughs> we love that fucking like weird dopamine rush like the all the fake love feelings and emotions shopping on amazon it literally is it's going on a shopping spree and we don't realize who we hurt in the process like on on both sides
2: i don't know i think the the only thing i'll say about that is i do think that there you know there are people out there who are looking for relationships i I think there's Mm -hmm. there was a statistic recently i don't know if you guys saw it about the the growing number of kind of single men um yes yeah Mm -hmm. yes and and I think that that's you know it's just a real testament I think to the times that we're in as well where I guess you know there was a time even if you went back to you know like kind of my grandparents you know what we're talking about 80 odd years ago where as a woman you know you couldn't function without a man because you you had to be married to have a bank account to vote to do all of those different things you know obviously over the last couple hundred years those things have changed but I think there's still this kind of like mindset sometimes not with all men at all but with some men where it's like just because I'm a man and I'm born a man that means I get a woman and actually I think now women are saying Mm -hmm. well no like I, I want more than that and and I think it's just a really interesting time.
1: And I think that that's okay. You know, wasn't, wasn't the articles kind of saying that men are like, they can't live up to, um, women's expectations of them anymore because we have, you know, we, we have really high standards. We have, because we're like, we have, I need, I need Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence from my partner Mm -hmm. and stuff. And people can't (laughs) actually match, match up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a fun, it was a funny article. Yeah, yeah. it was it was. So. I
0: think it upset a lot of a lot of people, a lot of guys, especially
1: yeah. what, ins- the insults. <laughs> yeah,
0: that
2: word, those people. But, but,
0: I mean, it's, I, think- I don't. I don't blame them for feeling butthurt because all mm. all their all their life, all this time, they've had it really easy. They've had a lot of women pandering to them and basically doing a lot of things for them. And now that's changed. They're like, wait, what? What? Be on it with chores as well as go to work as well as be like communicative and in Mm. tune with my emotions what the (laughs) fuck girls what have you done
2: it's too much
0: and i I think that's that's interesting uh, no
2: but but I think that it's 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 really interesting because I think even if guys are like you know there might be a guy who's like well I've never had I've never had a girlfriend and it's and and I should have and it's their fault because women want this and women want that it's like all of oh, us yeah. all of us at some point have to take responsibility for where we are in our lives if you keep externalizing mm-hmm. everything and making it the fault of every single other person everything else yeah it's never going to change because you're the only one that can change it right like if you're yeah. the the one common denominator you have to look at yourself and I've had to do that like I'm sure you girls have had to do that as well you know in your Mm, relationships or in your singleness that's why like I bang on about it all the time but this kind of creating a good relationship with yourself do you even know who you are do you even know what your beliefs are and have you even ever stopped to ask yourself whether or not they are true because they are shaping your whole experience of the world and, you know, you could be believing, um, you know, like women think I'm not good enough. As a man, perhaps that could be your thought process. And you will go out yeah. into the world and you will take every single thing to mean that when it's not true at all. And so the way you act and yeah. respond to women is going to be really different. So all of us is on us as individuals.
0: And it's so it's so easy to blame other people or to blame your partners or to blame like the people you've been dating. It's mm. so hard and uncomfortable to take a real look at yourself and try and figure out if you are actually the issue. Like I'm doing that at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm like, Hmm, why do I, why am I the one that always starts the arguments? Why am I the one that always is unhappy with a situation? Um, and I'm, ha- I'm taking a real hard look at myself with my therapist at the moment and going back through my past relationships and trying to figure out the fuck why, what, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors at play like mental health issues and um, being triggered by something, uh, stuff in the past. Um, but, I'm trying really hard to, instead of blaming somebody for something, being like, actually, no, that actually might be my issue and I've created something out of that and, and that's not okay. I mean, fuck, maturity is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Jesus. Mm.
2: But also what you're doing is really brave because, you know, it, te- it is hard work to do that. And it is really hard to do that. And and I think that that shouldn't be underestimated. And it's what most people spend their whole entire lives avoiding doing, you know, whether it's they're mm-hmm. avoiding it by using sex or they're, or they're using drugs or they're using shopping or they're using TV or they're using food. Like, you know, a lot of us spend a lot of our time distracted from stuff. And it's not to say that people, you know, Sometimes people are just not very nice people and they do treat you like shit and that does happen mm-hmm. but it's also then about once you're out of that situation what what can I learn from it how can I make this into like a learning and growth experience and you know make it beneficial to me so I don't end up in in a situation like that again how can I see the signs mm-hmm. earlier how can I you know how did how did I even get into a situation with someone like that in the first place you know and I, and I think this uh, too often what we'll do is just a lot of people will be like onto the next person, onto the next distraction, onto the next thing without taking any time to to reflect or be introspective. I think it's yeah. a really important part of like our growth process.
0: Mm. Where, where would you say that your journey began with that? Like, was there a pivotal moment in your life where you were like, fuck this, this needs to change?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a few. <laughs> 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 if I'm being honest, but I think for me, like my, my mum died when I was nine, but my life was really like crazy and chaotic. And I think that that's how it felt always inside like my body and my head and everything like emotionally, I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. I had no boundaries Mm -hmm. as like, as a kid, my dad was just like, yeah, whatever you want, go to school, don't go to school, do that. You know, it was just, it was just kind of a bit, there was no rules or regulations. And, you know, as a kid, that's a nightmare. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I, I think I, I really internalized everything and made everything my fault. So I had a real, hatred Mm. for myself because I couldn't make my life how I wanted it to to be I was really kind of like it's out of control it's out of control um and that ended up with me having well I put on a lot of weight when I was a kid because I was just eating as my my kind of comfort thing I was bullied at school and that ended up with me having an eating disorder Um, so I was bulimic like really really bulimic for about 10 years and it was just out of control I mean it consumed my whole life it's like work and and I, and I think it, all of that, it was just like this, that's how I just explain it with just noise and kind of hands. Cause I, I don't know how else yeah. to, um, and then I think that I, like in my early twenties, I had a, an experience where I was date raped and I don't oh, think Jesus I had fuck. that I acknowledged that that had any impact on me whatsoever, but it was around the same time that my sister mm. was diagnosed with breast cancer that happened, like loads of stuff happened. And it was at that point that I, I guess, like, I was really craving love and being loved. And I, the way that I went about Mm -hmm. that was having sex. Like, that's how, you know, my kind of, that was my way of feeling close to someone, feeling loved, because I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I didn't, I wasn't in any emotional place to be capable of a relationship at that point either. And that went on for like, for, for quite a long time. And it's actually when my sister died that I was just like, I, I can't live like this anymore. Like this has to change. Mm. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know. Like uh, but I, but at this point I was like, I didn't really want to be here anymore. I was really anxious mm-hmm. all the time. I was depressed. I hated myself. I hated my life. I'd already started presenting. So outwardly I think people were like, oh, she's doing really well. And inward, it was just yeah. a mess. Um and so yeah. after yeah after M died I was like right let's find a way to sort this out somehow I've got to be able to sort this out and that's when I started reading like spiritual and self-help books and I I, I don't know if I went back to therapy at that point but I was just like kind of looking for answers and looking for ways and when mm-hmm. I had the operation I'm just hit, pointing at my boobs now that was when it <laughs> all went bam like it just my life kind of imploded or exploded because I think it was the first time since my sister died that I stopped working and stopped b- being busy. Cause I had to, I couldn't do anything and everything just went boom mm. and like hit me. And I, I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. At this point I was presenting on BBC radio one extra. I was on BT sport and I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't, do I want to do this? Is this even who I am? Does any of this make sense? So I was 32 at the time and I just went, right, that's it. I'm going traveling. And I went traveling for a year.
0: Um, wow that's an incredible story thank you for sharing so those are some real long. difficult and dark moments it sounds like you've come honestly from like out of such a horrible dark place and literally rebuilt yourself to be mm. the person you are today um mm. do you have any advice for anyone out there that wants to start rebuilding themselves wants to like You know, I mean, it sounds like traveling did a a Traveling was great. Traveling (laughs) always. That's what I did when I went through my heartbreak. Travel,
1: just
2: leave. So in terms of like advice, I think you have to get to that point where you really want change because like you're saying, Reed, as well, you have to look at yourself. So, you know, I can't blame anyone else. I can, but I'll never be able to change because then I have, they need to change for me to change or the world needs to change for me to change. So if I'm going to say, oh, it's because Mm -hmm. my mum died, I can't bring her back. So what, I'm never going to be able to be okay. And I think this is, you know, where taking responsibility comes into play. It's like, even if, you know, someone has done something horrible to you or whatever, it's not saying that you're responsible for what happened to you. It is not at all saying that. What you're responsible for is how you're going to choose to think and feel about it and what you're going to do after it's happened. That's all you can be responsible for. And so I think that once I understood that, it's like, right, okay, what can I change? How can I be different? What are my, like, what are my thoughts and my feelings and my belief system? How are they supporting the change that I want? How are they keeping me held in the space that I'm in right now? And um, and so it, mm-hmm. it was just that all the time. It was a constant, like, the, the time when I noticed things had really changed is so I used to drive, my friend and I, owned a cafe for a little while. So people are like, this sounds like a flea bag whenever I say this, but I'm like, no. I've done so many different things. When I came back from traveling, because I'd kind of, I didn't know where I fit, would fit with presenting anymore. I didn't know what I was going to do. And the opportunity came up. So we were just like, let's do it. And, it. and I think I needed that kind of nurturing to be, my best friend's kind of like my sister. So I think I needed to be, mm. you know, kind of, it was good to be close to her. And I remember that I would drive to work every day and that I would have negative thoughts. And then there'd be this other voice that was like, no, we're not going to think that today. Like you're a good person. You're, not-. And I was like, oh, wow, that's when I knew and I'm like, shit, mm. it, it really works. Like it works because mm. now there is like, there was like this combating voice that was louder and bigger and backing me up. And I was like, this is it. This is what I've been, you know, working so hard to, to get. And and I think that it comes down to us really wanting it. Because very often people are like, yeah, I want to change. Yeah, I want to change. And then they just do the exact same thing over and over again. You don't really want to change because yeah. it's yeah. too
1: hard. It's really fucking hard.
0: It's almost impossible. <laughs> it feels impossible. It feels like you're not. like literally trying to swim through quicksand because yeah. it's it, you're so used to your brain and your body and doing it, doing it the way that you've always thought and planned. And to basically stop going down that route and force yourself to create a brand new route It's like one of the (laughs) hardest things to do. And you're so scared as well. And you don't, you don't know you're kind of stabbing in the dark and you're like, am I going to make a fool out of myself? Is this wrong? This feels so uncomfortable, but it's not until you take that risk and try a different route and try a different way. And you go, Mm. holy fucking shit. I think that yeah, I, I don't feel as bad today or that mm. might have worked a tiny little bit. And the more you go down that path, the easier it gets. Yeah.
1: Healing's not a very like tangible thing either. Mm. It's really hard to tell yeah. like the progress that you've made. And you'll have some days being like, why have I been putting all this work in? Why have I been yeah. making these decisions? Because I feel exactly the same. And all, I've, I still have these thoughts that are coming into my brain. But I think it's really important to to notice that the thoughts will still be there Mm -hmm. because society has groomed us that way. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, like whatever happened in our childhood happened. So the thought's always going to be there, but it's always, you know, it's like your inner big sister sort of just being like, that's that's the voice that you need to listen to but it doesn't mean that you're just like one day gonna be like oh i'm never gonna have negative thoughts about myself ever again no. like yes but you're always gonna have to combat those mm. and it's just which voice is louder and you're the one that chooses which one gets to be louder oh my- we talk a lot about like being single and being happy and and empowered but there obviously are times when you're single that it does feel a bit shit and it is lonely you know like after a long like hard week at work and your friends have their partners and you go home to nothing and sometimes it's shit and lonely how do you deal with that side of being single I got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Get a pet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't advise getting a pet. I think, look, for me, I, I, I think that I, I have a, I have a slightly different perspective, and the reason that I have a slightly different perspective is, after my mum died, that's when I felt really alone. Like I felt so alone in that moment because, or in that space of time, because there wasn't. None of the adults in my life they were obviously going through their own process but no one told me about grief no one asked me if i was okay it was just like let's get on with it and so every night i would go to bed and bawl my eyes out i'd like just be hysterical you know and just i was so so sad and i didn't i i, I wanted my mum back more than anything in the world and I, and I just was so angry i think at that time and that, when I think of being alone, like that is the the point where I am have been the most alone. And actually, as a kid, I spent a lot of time in my own company as well. So I kind of, you know, I, I don't, I don't have like, there's not times where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I feel, I feel really lonely. I think there's a deeper sense of alone for me. And I don't know if mm-hmm. having another person That's here would, would actually, you know, would, Feel, would feel that because I think that's something that I have to work on myself and that I am working on. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think the only thing—hands up. So, the, I I did a video recently where I was talking about the worst thing about being single and the fact that it's fucking expensive because there's no one to share bills with. Um, but also, <laughs> so true. It's so fucking expensive. Yeah, but it's true. And and the other thing I would say is like a hug, like that kind of physical. You know, yeah. not not sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like. Don't get me wrong. When I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. like I fucking love sex and I have a really high sex drive. But when I'm not. I'm like, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I've got my, like, I've got toys. We're good. Um, but I think <laughs> yeah. that, you know, I just, I, I feel like that kind of like a hug would be the only thing that I'm, sometimes I'm just like, I'd really love to have a hug, but I also feel like I'm not, I, I like this point where it's like, but I, I don't want that at the expense of, you know, just having a relationship for the sake of having a relationship. I don't want it enough that I would just settle yeah. or that I would, you know, and there's been times in my life where I've had like loads of kind of casual partners or friends with benefits and there's nothing wrong with that. Like live your best life, do whatever you want. Like I, I would never like, and I've done all of that, but now I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't, I don't want any of that. So I don't, I just don't want it. So mm-hmm. my choice is actually, unless it's what I, I want and it's going to add positively to my life, then I'm willing to kind of counterbalance that with anything else that comes. And honestly, I don't really mm. feel lonely. I don't, I feel alone sometimes, like I've said, but I don't really think I feel lonely.
1: So interesting. Such, like it's, it's it's kind of, it's obviously amazing and beautiful how people have like so different experiences. Mm. Well, that did not make sense. It's really beautiful. <laughs> interesting how people have different experiences. Cannot talk today. Um, so do you you don't have like fuck buddies or like friends of benefits at all I don't I couldn't do not yeah I couldn't do no intimacy whatsoever I get we were talking about this earlier like I get so cranky when I'm not getting laid so it's really important (laughs) for me whilst I'm single to have to have a fuck buddy
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm saying, I did it for years. Like I had multiple and I and I just think that mm-hmm. like I just got to a point where I'm like, this isn't what I want anymore. Like I want something more than this. And mm. I just felt like I mm. you know, I have to stop engaging in this because otherwise, you know, if I want something more, like the way that I kind of feel about things and not just the way I feel about things, but the person that I am. And, you know, understanding and looking at the kind of like the law of attraction and how things make me feel. I get very emotionally attached to people as well. So I'm just like, no, I I just don't want to do that anymore. And I think that the longer you go without, the longer you go without sex, the longer you're you're okay. It's like, once you pop, you can't stop kind of thing. I think it's like, once you (laughs) have sex again, then it's just like, you're back in that like cycle. And actually when I went, when I went traveling was when I was like, I'm just going to, not have sex. And I met there was one guy I met when I was traveling who I ended up having like a little relationship with, but that was one in ten months. And so that was a long time for me. Cause I think before yeah. that it probably been like two two weeks is the longest I've been without sex in my adult life. You know, like that's mad. Yeah. So I was just like cold turkey, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. Um and I and that's just taught me a lot. So then there's been like a 14 months where I haven't had sex, seven months where I haven't had sex, like and I like I'm fine. There's other stuff that that I do. And in terms of pleasure, (laughs) I guess like I use, I I masturbate, I have like sex toys. And I think that, I don't know, like the intimacy for me, I I love it. And I love, I'm really affectionate and I love all of that, but I suppose I I, I don't want it without what I want. Like, does that make sense? I don't want Mm. it unless it comes with the relationships I want and the emotional availability and the investment and that kind of like, you know, closeness. I just don't want it without that. So I, I don't, I'm not making exceptions and hands up, never say never. Um, because you know, there, there's, <laughs> there are times, you know, like, look, I went on holiday in the summer and I like, I met a guy when I was on holiday and had like a little fling with him. So there are times, but I think hol- I love that though but holiday flings to me are different right because they're they're easier to leave behind I think think. it's different it's Mm -hmm. like separate it's a separate thing um and I'm going on holiday on Saturday so hey who knows but (laughs) but but I just think yeah like for me personally I'm I'm good and I'm happy in this space I mean you might come back to me in like a month's time and I'll be like got this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy but honestly I haven't even met anyone recently (laughs) that I'm like that I I wanna have sex with. I haven't, I don't, I haven't met anyone. I think Mm. I'd like to have sex with you. There isn't, so what can I do? I can't magically make someone. I wish I could.
0: We actually spoke to Instagram last week and we put out a post about cuffing season.
1: Oh, have um, you fallen
0: prey yeah. to any of those messages? <laughs> have you sliding have you back in,
1: like, "Hey, been thinking about you." Thinking
0: about you. Hey, what's up? No, we haven't spoken in a long time. Just like,
1: oh. it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. I need
2: someone to keep me warm, and yeah. no one can afford central heating. Exactly. This has got to be a cheaper like, option.
0: Please, let's skip all the dating. Move in with me and pay for my bills. There.
1: <laughs> yeah, romantic. So, the curious fuckers yeah. wrote in some of the. The fuck boy slide. The slides, ins.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So- oh, I've got, I've got one as well. I'll, I'll, I'll read a couple out.
1: Oh, what, what? You actually got one in real life?
0: Yes. Yeah. In oh, in real shit. life. Go on. And I never, what I never really want? know what to, never really know what to, um, like to respond or not.
1: No, don't respond. The audacity no. that they're even reaching out.
0: It's just, it's just a basic one. Stranger, how you been? Just
1: <laughs> the stranger oh classic
0: <laughs> hey stranger, stranger how are you moment. doing it was a bit like oh, i don't even know what to respond there
1: oh no don't, it's not even don't. original that one no, no.
0: i think a lot of these like we can relate to them so yeah. to read a few out oh my god the first one I know I'm not supposed to message, but <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Fuck. <laughs> but but I'm not going to
1: respect your boundaries. So hi. <laughs> Here I am.
0: Oh look. Why why aren't you supposed to message? Is there like someone's got a partner somewhere? Like whoa. Whoa, Oh buddy.
1: shit, yeah. The next one is I had a dream about you last night.
0: Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I've had that as well Fuck it <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've had that like these
2: are so yeah. classic like where do they get these from is there some you go like Bible. cuffing seasons <laughs> right cuffing seasons approaching um, here's some lines you could use <laughs> yeah like here I had a dream oh, about you last night uh, I'm so sure what? I am sure
0: that um women people with vaginas vulvas like write some of this stuff but it's oh my just God. not a scratch on the amount of people yeah. with penises like,
1: so oh. I have to admit that I have done this and I realized <laughs> oh, it the that. other day because there's this guy mm. every so often that we flirt with like in my Instagram DMs and I I remembered I was like, oh yeah, we were chatting. And I was like, why did that never happen? So I went back in our messages and then I like scrolled past a few old ones. Mm -hmm. And in between the it never happening and up until this date, there was another time where I had messaged him. It was like when I got back from LA and I was like very single and very like, okay, like I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Need to line up some dick. And I messaged, hey stranger, it's been a while. (laughs) <laughs> i
0: know oh, the exact line, the exact the exact line. One. where have we learned this from i am 100% i'm so sure ashamed i'm so sure i've done that i feel like oh, i need to man. check what i said to like crawl back into people yeah
1: because we do we do try and crawl back and it's just oh fuck i'm embarrassed
0: right so the other listener sentences that have come in <laughs> this one says Oh, God, I've had this as well. I think I saw you out the other day. Oh, no. I've not just had that, but I've had a picture of me snapped and sent to me. That is
1: creep. The fucking. Recently as well, being
0: like, oh, spotted you on the train station the other day. And I
1: was
0: like, dude, it's like, that's too fucking far.
1: I had someone slide into my DMs with a picture of one of the Durex adverts and then say, hey, do you, do you live in London? I could take you out for a drink sometime. And then he sent a little photo of his face being like, here's my mug. I was like-
0: That's actually quite um... cute. Like, How did you feel? Was it a bit invasive?
1: I don't know. I uh, I, I thought it was reasonably cute.
0: Yeah.
2: I, it was
1: I think the cute. approach was quite- At least quite he didn't nice. send you a picture of his penis.
0: That's true. Yeah. Or worse, like his yeah. cum shot all over the poster.
1: It was quite nice to get like
0: a. I like face photos. Yeah. Face photos are really mm. cool. They're cool, confident. Way better and than dick like, Oh my god! Yeah, show me your face, don't show but, me your fucking
2: dick. But that's that one was actually quite a good approach because he's just like. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, He's saying what he wants to do. He's obviously, like, he's he's showing that he's seen your picture on the advert and -hmm. he's letting you know what he looks like as well. So you're either going to come back and say, or you're either going to look at it and be like, yeah, I'm interested, or no, I'm not. And he's obviously not worried about, you know, the consequences. He just decided to throw caution to the wind.
1: I like that. See, that kind of confidence, I like. It's cool up until the fact that he's now commenting on other stories and oh, right, once no. i haven't replied uh,
0: yeah if somebody hasn't replied to you don't come <laughs> just begging just leave, leave, leave that. it stop messaging stop replying stop the emoji responses yeah. please but
1: i agree it's actually kind of a cool response if someone's going to slide into your dms that's a good way to do it
0: yeah yeah i mean if he had left it at just that he would have got a gold star
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm. well this has been pushed a- it too far beautiful episode talking everything singledom exploration self-discovery yeah
0: it's been really amazing thank you Um, please tell our curious fuckers where they can find your shiata well delicious golden shit
2: yeah of course it's delicious and golden it's vegan why would it not be Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram it's at Miss Clara Hermit because I've got Clara Hermit as well from like 10 years ago but I don't know the password so we'll leave that one there oh, and then everywhere else it's just everywhere else it's just just Clara Hermit. So it's C-L-A-I-R-A-H-E-R-M-E-T. I I remembered how to spell my name.
0: Yay. Yay. (laughs) So, so well, so good.
1: Well, curious fuckers, if you love this episode, make sure to engage with it give it a, i was gonna say give it a like people don't do that on podcasts you have to rate and subscribe and share it with all of your friends and yes. families
0: and of course you can keep up to date with our gains on instagram um, at come curious as well as our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark and we're also on twitter as well if you want to check
1: that yeah. out so until next time see you next thursday curious fuckers
0: love you all Mwah. Bye. Bye. Oh.